You're listening to BizCraft, a live podcast about the business of web design with Carl the Jellyfish King Smith and Mean Gene Crawford. Hello, welcome to BizCraft, episode 42. 42? 42. Gene, this episode is going to have the answers to life, the universe, and everything. All of the above. That's right. 42. 42. God bless you, Douglas Adams. <laughs> Wherever you are. <laughs> Pretty awesome, right? <clears throat> Did you ever hear the story of how, that, how he came up with that idea? No. Evidently, he was stinking drunk in a bar. In okay. England. Okay. And he walked out and he was going through some big field, had his hitchhiker's guide to England or whatever. Uh-huh. Ended up just either falling over or laying down, looking up at the sky, going, Man, I wish there was a hitchhiker's guide to the universe. Or galaxy. Hey. That's what I said. I said I said, Doug, don't call it Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. That's horrible. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. See you get those G's playing off each other. Wow. He said, Thank you, Carl. I said, You got it, Doug, I'll see you later. That's how that happened, Gene. That's a good story. It's a good story, yeah. Wow. I may have made that whole thing up. I think you did. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) What are you up to? Uh, I'm just sitting here drinking a beer. Drinking a beer. Let me guess. Sierra Nevada. It is. Yeah. How would you have guessed that? Because this is a back-to-back BizCraft (laughs) special, (laughs) and we're still drinking the same beer from episode 40-whatever it was. I have a new one. 41. Whatever. 41 comes before 42, Gene. Sometimes it does. So, Gene, what what amazing business insights are we going to share on today's episode? <laughs> uh, how to get clients and make a million dollars in 24 hours. Okay, first. <laughs> first, you have to sign up for my PDF download. And my free seminar. <laughs> there will hold on the web, so we call it a webinar. <laughs> yeah. Did you, ever see, did you ever read Steve Martin's book? Uh, uh, what was it? How to Become a Millionaire? No, I didn't. First, get a million dollars. <laughs> then. <laughs> oh, Steve. He hates these cans. We should check in on him and make sure he's okay after the Robin Williams thing. Stay away from these cans. Yeah. Is Eddie Murphy okay? Has anybody called Eddie? I know. Where's What's going on? If we don't have Dr. Doodle 12, I'm not going to be able to sleep at night. <laughs> Oh man! So seriously, Gene, what's, what's the meat? What's the meat of this episode? All right, Basically, like this, we're waffling. We have assembled a multitude of links and articles that's going to melt your face. Oh, you expected me to read these, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. Well, Gene, I didn't do it. The title of this episode is "Work, Time, and Jerks." Oh, wait a second. You know something about this? <laughs> I live it, my friend. I have gotten. Uh, a few emails um, from people, uh, and one other interesting one. I th- I think maybe you talked to uh, our friend, our mutual friend Eric Regan. I um, I have spoken with Eric on several occasions. I yeah, like that guy. A good Spells his name weird. Uh, Eric with a K. Hey, it's the, it's the Scandinavian way to spell it. It's it could weird. be. He looks Scandinavian. He's a beautiful human being. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Yeah, I have. I have. Very attractive. Um, yeah, it's a good group of guys and gals down there at uh, Focus Lab. But anyway, Focus LLC. He, yeah, LLC. 
he um reached out a while back and was I, I think he was preparing a talk. I don't remember what the hell he was doing, but okay. talking about something about um, you know, work life and like family, like or relationships, um, like oh. not so much family, but relationships and stuff. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah, not not family, yeah. not the people you have to be with, yeah. but relationships. Yeah, yeah. choose to be with. <laughs> you know, the important people. No, I'm just kidding. So anyway, um, came across some articles that I always kind of. Uh, this is something I'm always struggling with and everything, but um, so wanted to just uh, run some of these things by you to see what uh, some of your opinion was. And this first link here, uh, which of course we'll put in the show notes for the beautiful people that listen to the show, all eight beautiful, of them. Beautiful people. Time, focus, and priorities it was a medium article by uh, a medium article as opposed to a large article. Uh, it's an article right on now, medium. <laughs> Gene, that's well, the idea. Yeah, I think so. That's why they call it medium. That and the URL was available. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but uh, by Steve Shuffle, Shuffle. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Anyway. Okay, well, hey, we can, you know, hopefully he's not listening. So the crux of this thing is, uh, you know, is it possible to be really great at what you do, um, it's your job or work or whatever, um, but also be really good at, like, relationships and family right so i guess the the idea is that you sacrifice a lot of that stuff in order to really focus on work uh, right that's is that what you yeah do? I'd, i mean i'd say that's the, the norm but i see this gets to the whole work life balance work and life being different um which is what i struggle with i think there's just life and sometimes you're you're doing what you have to do to provide for your family financially. Sometimes you're doing what you have to do to provide for yourself uh, emotionally and spiritually, whatever. And <laughs> I love the discounted spirit, spiritually, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think there are times where you need to be with your family and there's times where you need to be chasing your passion. Because if you're not doing what it is you love, then you're not going to be good for your family anyway. Right. So I I think there has to be a definition for you to be a complete person. There, there has to be uh, some sort of balance for you to be a complete person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, personally, how do you choose um, what to spend your time on? Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not um, like greasy wheel stuff. Right, it's not like whatever's the loudest for me. Oh, yeah, I mean it, it's really much more about it's important versus versus urgent, right? Which is a cliche, whatever. But if something shows up that I know is going to move a goal forward or is going to help somebody accomplish their goal, right? That's going to take priority for me over something that needs to get done but isn't critical. Okay. And I, I will say uh, there are times when family needs come up, and those are almost always going to take priority. Right. You know, unless it's it's a short-term family need and the other thing I'm doing can help a long-term family need. You know, that's like, – maybe that sounds like bullshit, but there are times where you could finish – bringing in a project or, or doing something like that that you know is going to allow the family to have a great week vacation – or is going to put away some money for college for your kids or whatever they're going to do versus um, 
I need to be the one to swing home and feed the dogs. You know, I mean, it's, you know. Right. So what about you? I don't know. <laughs> Gene, if, if you're going to be a part of this show, you have to have opinions. You have to have points of view. I do. This is, this is podcasting 101. Uh, I've I've gotten to a point in my life where um, I've just sort of put all the work stuff and all all um, all that stuff like it is as important as uh, my life outside of work. To me, they're this. They have the same sort of. I kind of treat them with the same sort of priority, um, which is like if there's something I have to take care of personally or whatever, I I do that. And I don't sort of um, do the traditional thing where you sort of segment your day, yeah. right? So, I mean, I think the majority of people, like let's say nine to five, whatever those working hours are, is when you're doing those work things, um, right? That's just sort of yeah, no, I, I what, think humans, that's the way, what yeah. Americans do, right? I, I don't really do that. So um, it sounds weird, and I know it's sort of like um, – I don't know. Maybe it sounds arrogant or like I'm special or something. You're sounding like a big fat jerk right yeah, now. But I'm, I just, you know, it's, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I look at it like I'm lucky. No. I've, I've built my career to where I can do it this way. So if I have to go do something at 10 a.m. or 2, a, 2 p.m. or whatever, I do it. Um, and I make time like personally um, for personal stuff. Even if it's just like I need to not think about this freaking article I'm writing or this thing i'm doing for a client and just go do nothing like that's that's as important i think but that for us in this industry i mean there's so many small shops the small shops i think that's always allowed that's always encouraged right mm-hmm. at engine it's encouraged without a doubt yeah it's like you know people put into hip chat hey going for a haircut or hey going to the gym you know yeah. it's like even though we're distributed it's encouraged that people do those things they need to do because right. that's going to make them better at, at the job, right? Yeah. yeah. You have to have those breaks. You have to have all those things. Corporate America is never going to get there. No. I think this industry gets there. And we forget sometimes how lucky we are in this yeah. industry. I know we got problems. We talk about them all the time. And, and they're real. I'm not, I'm not belittling any of that. But we're really lucky um, in the way that we're allowed to, to live life the way that we're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, to, in order to be that lucky, right? I mean, we we say, "Hey, we're lucky. We get to do this." But it takes a lot of sort of self-discipline to to be trusted with that and to to pull it off too, right? So, well, and let's give it, props or, to ourselves. Or the bank yelling about the mortgage. That'll do it. That that will do it. Yeah. yeah. Um So this article has a really cool uh quote that they put in there, and the whole thing's just worth reading this this quote, I think. But um it's from Steve Jobs. And he's talking about um, focus, right? Mm-hmm. So people think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on. Right. But that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that there are. You have to pick carefully. Yeah. He says, I'm actually as proud of the things we haven't done as much as I am the things we have done. Right? So that's what's hard. Yeah. Um, because in order to do one thing over the other, you have to sacrifice the other thing, right? So that's really what we're talking about where, you know, a lot of people will just spend all their time focusing on work, building the website or whatever the hell it is. And they, the argument is, you know, that I'm sacrificing time at home, you know? 
So for me, and I, I, I think you're similar in this way. Uh, like you manage a lot of events right now. I don't know how much speaking you're doing, but uh, I actually sit down and, and talk with my wife and kids about the opportunities and have them be a part of that process. So it's, it's not me just suddenly telling them I'm going to be gone. It's me saying, hey, this is the opportunity, and what do you think? And, and see, I think, granted, your kids have to be a certain age. Mine are 13 and 11 now. Yeah. But they're starting to understand a little bit more about what I do, mm-hmm. and they're getting to be a part of it. And to me, that's really important. The other thing to say, and, and this is research that I think I mentioned on the show before, but they've showed that, or shown that kids are happier um, with parents who are not around as much but absolutely love what they do versus parents who are home uh, right after that 5 o'clock you know, work ends and they are miserable. Yeah. And, and I think the, the core finding was that if you absolutely love what you do and you throw yourself into it and you're working until 9.30 before you get home and you just make it home for bed but you're working on that website that you love so much – your kids grow up thinking that the outside world is this amazing place where you can go <laughs> yeah. and do cool things, and they can't wait to do what you do. Right. right. Whereas when you come home and you're frustrated and you had your nine to five job, they think the outside world is this horrible place where you go and people beat you up and call you names, <laughs> <laughs> and they never want to go out. So, so there's actually a lot to be said about being true to yourself and and chasing meaning. Yeah. And making sure that your kids know that's that's what I'm doing. It can be an issue with your spouse, I think, more than your kids sometimes. But, uh, yeah, and it, that gets to Kelly McGonigal, and it it's better to chase meaning than to avoid discomfort. Oh, cool. I like that. I think that's so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful that if you have to choose between two jobs and one of them – you just absolutely love and the other one is just really safe. <laughs> yeah. You got to go with the one you love, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, th- uh there's another article um written by another mutual friend, I guess, uh Jason Van Lu. Jason. Yeah. I read his book. He yeah. He's a smart dude. Um It's uh Walking Out and Walking Out. Uh, so he's kind of talking about some of the stuff, um, sort of related to that earlier thing. And, and I wanted to see what your opinion on this was. And, and I feel like, um, and I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm going to say that I have no idea. It's just something I'm noticing. It's not sitting right with me. Um, and, uh, I would just like some answers people, but it seems like a lot of folks in our industry, um, hop jobs a lot. <laughs> You like how I set that up? I do. <laughs> but I mean it, it seems like it, right? It seems like um I don't I don't know what it is, but I really liked his article um about walking out and walking out. Um and I want to read his quote real quick. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's a pretty good one. We'll link it up, but we've replaced diligence, perseverance and conflict resolution with discontent, arrogance and entitlement. Work is hard and hard work is even harder. Jobs can and should be fun, but if we chase fun at all costs, it reveals our misguided interpretation of what work really is. Right. Um, so that's sort of like a like a let's get real moment. But I think what he's getting at is that um, sort of maybe how what a lot of things I'm feeling, which is like if you're at a, at a job, let's you know we're we're in an industry where we all have skills, right? We can we could pretty much if you can build websites, you can go a lot of places and work. 
right? Yeah, and, and the freelance market right now is super hot. I yeah, mean, and it's, it's burning even, up. And it's so specialized. If you have a, a real strong specialization, you can slide into a lot of different shops, pick up some work. I mean, I know several people that are, if if I sent, you know, if I found someone and sent them to them, you know, they'd be like, here's a thousand bucks referral. Thank you. And there's like eight of those people. Um, but what he's, I think what he's getting at is that, you know, if you're one of those people at a job, just because it gets tough, yeah, it's not time to just jump. You know I, I mean, totally, yeah, and I totally agree with that. You know, it's interesting. I was talking with somebody recently, and they were they were worried, right? They were like, you know, I, I want I want this to be okay, you know. And and I said, so there's so much work out there, you know. Is it the kind of thing where you know you could just go get another job? And you know what they said? I don't want to get another team. Right. I like the team I work with. And I was like, that person has their head on straight, right? It's right. it's not about the money. It's not about the perks. It's not about this. It's not about that. She, she likes the team. How awesome is that? That's and, pretty cool. And I think, you know, I understand what Jason's saying. And, and in this industry, we're so lucky. But, I mean, T. Han Lacks, they wrote that article about turning 11. Right. And that year, 2013, they had that was so rough. Yeah. And I mean, it's a great article. If you haven't read it, you really should read it. I read it again recently. And and one of the things that they talk about in there is that, you know what? We're all going to go down together. But work is cyclical. In the service industry, work is cyclical. Right. And they stayed true to building cool things and even being okay if people didn't understand what it was they did. If, if prospects showed up and didn't understand, but they were inspiring people to create epic shit. Yeah. which I think is the quote, um, they were okay with it and they were happy with it. And you know what? They rebounded. They mm-hmm. built medium, things dried up, they had a slow quarter, all this kind of stuff, but they stayed true to themselves and it came back. What if what if those people had left during that second quarter? TN Lax is, is an amazing shop. Yeah. They do great work. You know what? You wouldn't leave. You know why? Because it's a great job and it's great people. Yeah. And you know what? And when they are super busy, guess what? You're going to work more. You're going to do more. I, I I do believe in being anti-busy, but I don't believe right. in not chasing your passion. If you love something and it's what you want to do, spend 12 hours doing it that day. Mm-hmm. But if you're just doing things to be busy, that's what I don't like. Yeah. It's like you have to, again, back to that chasing meaning, man, like chasing purpose, like making sure that you're doing something that you care about. But yeah, so I, I get where Jason's coming from. It's like you, you need to stick it out and you need to make it work. Now, if you're in an abusive situation, that's totally different. Well, yeah. No, but seriously, if, if you're in a situation where you're, you're mistreated or you're not listened to or, you know, and, and that's – you've been there for a while and you know things. Not like you just showed up and nobody listens because that's, you know, you're new. Yeah. But, but that to me, I think – I think we do we do lose it a little bit. The other thing is it's a service industry and, and it feels really fragile, although I mean how long has period three been around? Uh about twelve years. Yeah. Engine's coming up on twelve. Yeah. Right? I mean we've been around a long time and you know why? We keep our word, we yeah. do good work, and when things do do go wrong, we handle it with grace. Yeah, you just kinda you know? do your shit. Yeah. Yeah, you don't just jump ship, man. I mean just for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I know some people that have had like eight jobs in the past three years. Well, you know, there's they, also... They've been pretty badass jobs, all, all eight of them. Yeah, and, and normally on the product side, right? Usually, yeah. Yeah, or, you don't see people or, jump... 
too somebody. much from service to service. Yeah, usually not. It's you the, see the yeah competition thing. It's from service to product, and then product maybe back to service. But I, I had a conversation with a, with a friend who had um, left Facebook and. They were looking for something to do and uh, came back and, and we were having this conversation. They said, well, you know, I don't need a lot, just like maybe 280, 300 a year. And I, was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, sweetie. Whoa. Oh, sweetie. That's a o- lot of dough. Owners don't make that much. No. You know, you, you need to stay product side. Yeah, if that's what you and, want. And he did. And you know what? It worked out great for him. He went, just went to another company, got what he wanted, and he's back in the press having written some good stuff. And, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. But but a lot of times I think that jump could be just, you know, Apple called. Right. But then you realize after two years, wow, my work is never going to see the light of day. Yeah. And you decide you want to leave. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's what Jason's really talking about. No, I, those are different reasons, right? I mean, if you, you know, if you're just unfulfilled, that's that's totally like viable. I mean, Are you unfulfilled, Gene? A little bit. Would you like to be fulfilled, Gene? I think I need to start another conference. Do you know, Gene, the human brain only uses about 15% of its potential? Except for that lady in that movie. <laughs> yeah, no joke. She, I, I think we should be happy at 15%. She was crazy. Man, if I was using like 20% and I could make people float, it would be pretty awesome. Um, all right, so <clears throat> along those lines, Carl, how do you, do you have you ever had an employee who's like kind of awesome but also kind of a jerk? <laughs> Have I ever had an employee that's not? Was that the question? <laughs> um, yes. Gene, yes, I have. So this is a pretty cool article, How to Deal with the Brilliant Jerks You Work With, from uh, Wired. Um, Can I answer it with, with one word? Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Just don't work with jerks. Right. Have a happier company you'll go further than if you have a miserable company with one really brilliant jerk. <laughs> Just saying it. Just saying it. Yeah. So anyway, but but your article, I'm sure, is very nice. So please continue. It's a decent article. Um, well, they they just it you know it goes to talk about some certain types, right? So the flake, uh, the the person who's really brilliant, and really awesome, but kind of not reliable. Uh, the heretic, um, super smart, super engaged, but you know can always do it better than everybody else, right? Then there's yeah. just the plain old jerk, uh, <laughs> the, the super smart but just bad employee, right? He's always down, just like bitching about everything, complaining about the organization, about what you're or, doing as a manager. Or she, Gene. Whatever. He or she. Yes. Um, and then they that's talk about... sexist. I'm, I'm saying whatever to you. Okay. Hey, that's racist. I'm Scottish. Uh, and then there's, the, you know, the, the, the old person. But it doesn't mean what you think it means. It means, like, um, it's that person with experience who's always saying, like, well, let the adults show you how this works. Gene, you know, you know what I mean. Very experienced. <laughs> now, those? You, you know that you and I are considered old in this industry, right? Oh, I know. I, I'm like some form of a mastodon. A mastodon. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm well preserved. Yeah, no, I, I understand those types, uh, and, and I think in bigger organizations you definitely have them. I mean, the problem with bigger organizations is they can survive. I think with smaller, especially autonomous teams. They have a tough time surviving. Yeah, I think so. But but how do they suggest that we work with them? Uh, they kind of don't. Um. <laughs> they just designate who the, the types. Yeah, uh, I mean it's more like um, identifying 
those people on your team that you really can't live without, right? So they have a couple of um, pretty cool, uh, let's see, have a couple of pretty cool uh, references here. One is uh, like Phil Jackson, right, where he says, like, um, there's only room for one Dennis Rodman on this team. <laughs> you can really only have very few Dennis Rodmans in society as a whole. Otherwise, we all degenerate into anarchy. So he's saying, like, I really don't like Dennis Rodman, but we kind of need him. I love Phil Jackson. I'll <laughs> yeah. just say it right now. I like. I would. I would get a step stool and give him a big hug, man. Um, that is beautiful. There's only room for one Dennis Rodman on this yeah, team. Yeah, another um, one. You know, from, he. Go ahead. There's another one from uh, John Madden, which I like him too. But uh, he's. Uh, what does he say here? Uh, if you hold the bus for everyone on the team, then you'll be so late you'll miss the game. So you can't do that. The bus must leave on time. However. Sometimes you'll have that one player that's so good that, yeah, you'll hold the bus for him, but only him. Yeah. <laughs> so when do you so, hold the bus, Carl? Uh, as soon as we got the right people on board, I take off, man. Um, that, that's the interesting thing. So Phil Jackson also had a quote. I haven't read his book. I really want to read it. Uh, but I saw this quote, and it basically I, – I, I don't think I'll get it wrong. It basically said, I never motivated – my team, I made sure I had a team of highly motivated people. There you go. So it's like he's, he basically said, you, you can't motivate people who don't want to be motivated. You can only surround yourself with motivated people. And, and I thought that was brilliant. You That's know, brilliant. I, I stopped and looked at who I was surrounded with, you know, at that moment. And Gene, we need to talk. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. are there people who in our industry – that you wait for. Yeah, definitely. You, you would hold the bus for, you know, a Greg story, for example. Um, somebody <laughs> who's just brilliant when it, what? Uh, you're picking on Greg. Why are you laughing? I'm not. I'm not. I'm being honest. I'm just kidding. The, guy, the guy's freaking brilliant when it comes to design. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. Like if I was working on a project and I knew we could wait a week and he could be on it, I would wait a week. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, the team at Engine, you don't have to wait, and there's no jerks. So it's like, it's kind of nice. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, there's no jerks yeah. in period three. I at mean, all, ever. We're all jerks. No, I mean, no, it's I, not. It's either one or the other. It's got to be one or the other, all or none. Yeah. Pretty and, much. And alpha males and alpha females, you just can't survive. What do you mean? Well, if you have somebody that's just going to dominate and, and disrupt. Right. Uh, you know, disruption is not always a good thing, Gene. Yeah. Uh, and, and for us being autonomous, I mean, that, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't have somebody who wants to be in charge of an autonomous team. You can have an autonomous team who wants somebody to lead them. That's totally different. Right. But if somebody tries to take command, it just falls apart. And I think that's the thing with jerks, as they're calling them, or assholes. You know, the book, The No Asshole Rule, yeah. um, talks about this. I don't know why it took so many pages to say don't work with assholes. <laughs> but... But it's just one of those things, I think, you, if you're going to use them for their skill but not want to hang out with them, I think that's on you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you have to uh, deal with that. John Chambers uh, had a great quote, which was, don't hire people you don't like. You're going to have to work with them. Or Jack Welch, sorry. Don't hire people you don't like. You're going to have to work with them. To live with them, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so true. It's pretty important. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I got to say, uh, we're, we've... 
we've struggled at period three over the past year or two, um, really uh, getting good at working together, right? I say struggle because we've we've tried really hard, and I feel like yeah. um, we're, we're starting to really finally figure that out. And uh, for us, it's a lot about um, sort of finding each per, everybody's role, right? So yeah. whereas before we're all we're not. I don't, I don't even know what it means. I, I've used the term and I've never even looked it up. So I don't want to say we're all like type A people, but we are, right. we're all, are all sort of, um, big personalities and we all have opinions and we're all capable of doing just about anything that needs to get done. Um, you know, in, in period, inside period three, but that doesn't really work well. Um, over time when everyone's can do everything and everybody's giving each other their opinions on whatever. I mean, it just turns into a yeah. big, you know, jerk fest. Um, so yeah. we, we've over the past year. Or so we really tried to work hard on like, all right, this is your role. You own this sort of this area, you know, so it doesn't matter who we are and what we think we know when it comes to this thing, we're going to let you give your opinion and we're going to kind of like let you lead this part, you know, and it's yeah. taken a while for everybody to sort of accept that, um, between each other. But I, I feel like we've, we've kind of gotten there and it's been, it's been pretty good for the past year. It, it's tough to figure that out, right? And so Matthew Oliphant and uh, Jesse, who work at, uh, at Engine, they, they came through uh, looking at a new engine site, and they came up with this concept of how to work together. And basically they came up – it was similar to what we were doing, jellyfish model, uh, but they called it uh, the monarch is the person who's in charge. Mm-hmm. And then they have collaborators who have more of a voice, right? And then you have participants – who are welcome to give their opinion, right? And and they get to know what's going on. But I I was trying to explain it uh, to my 11-year-old, to Alyssa, and she's she's much smarter than me about a lot of things now. It was a lot easier when she was like four (laughs) to do this. But but I was telling her, I was like, you know, sometimes companies stall out. You know, we had that slow summer. We're coming out of it now. And I said, and when they stall out, you have to realize that everybody can't just sit in the car wondering when it's going to start again. Right. You have to get out and you have to push. Mm Mm-hmm. But everybody can't just get out and push. Somebody's got to sit inside and steer. Yep. But everybody can't steer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so in order to accomplish things, you have to divide up the tasks requ- required. And the only task that is not required is to sit there and wonder what's going to happen. Right. So, and, and that to me you know, is very much in line with that idea of having someone with this task that's going to have – the ability to say, I've heard everybody, this is the decision I'm making. For example, Russell Quadros at Engine, amazing designer. Well, he's going to get the final word on the color palette. Right. And I'm, I'm sorry you don't like lime green, but you know, Russell says that's going to work. And you know what? He's the one that's accountable for it. Yeah. And if everybody starts talking about it, guess what? He can't be held accountable because suddenly everybody's making the decision. Exactly. So, exactly. But yeah. They, yeah. But the group think is always like they still want to sort of hold one person accountable for the decision. Yeah, when absolutely. shit hits the fan, right? Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. You, you know, if you want somebody to wake up excited, let them know what their role is. And yeah. make sure everybody's got something they're in charge of because yeah. that's what they're going to want to focus on the most anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, it's important. It took us a while to figure that out. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just kind of bumping around like, why are, why are we always mad at each other? I don't know. You know. <laughs> Cause, cause you're this type of jerk. And well, cause you're doing my shit. That's why, you know, it's like, you're an well, asshole. yeah, it's not very efficient, but you know, I think those you, are just growing pains. 
New idea, Asshole Interactive. Asshole Interactive. What do you think? I know a few of firms like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving forward with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that right now, actually. Gene, we know what beers we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Because we already talked to each other. Because I've been drinking them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm having a Sierra Nevada Anchor Steam. Mm-hmm. I've had two of them. Yeah, it's fabulous. And, and I'm drinking a Three Daughters, and I'm not sure which one because I, I actually got it from next door. Yeah. And walked it over. <laughs> because I have, you know, we got a reputation. We got to be drinking on this thing. Yeah, I know. It'd be cool to find out, like, maybe I'll set that up, a little form or something people can, like, send in. Yeah. Maybe if they listen and they drink a beer, like. Beer, beer request. Yeah. What kind of yeah. beer they like to drink. Or, find out. Maybe we'll get a beer sponsor. Hey, you get to work on that. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm holding, on you, it. I'm holding you accountable for that. <laughs> All right, brother. Okay. Until next time, thanks for listening. He's, he's Gene, and I'm, I'm Carl. That's right. And this was BizCraft. <gasps> Insert cue music. <laughs>